Hi, all my fellow junkies. This is South Music Attic here, and welcome to the Music Attic 27 podcast, where it's for all music lovers alike. And today we're gonna be doing the list of the 10 mid albums of 2022, in which is just my top 10 albums that are full of projects that I thought were kind of okay or didn't really reach the expectations what I expected from these albums as all that stuff too and remember this is my personal opinion of what these albums were considered mid starting off at number 10 we got the new Lumineers album Brightside in which is the newest album from them and coming into what I was expecting from their last album that they released not that long ago I thought it was okay and seeing maybe they might improve a little bit they did for this album, but Brightside was just a little bit more ballad-esque a little bit too. Nothing wrong with that, but it just kind of seemed for some of the ballads they were going on to kind of seemed to either be carry on too long or they just have to be too short to kind of live up to their expectations to say the least too. That's just pretty much my general thoughts on that album and kind of seeing how mid it was wasn't really too bad when i go back to that album i would for sure but just to give it another chance maybe i don't know next up at number nine we got Psy ninth by Psy. after having his initial fame with gangnam style back in 2012 it's been a little bit of radio silence for quite a while until i've seen his album that he released this year Psy ninth i was a little bit curious to see what he's been up to and what his sound was like a little bit too and it was pretty much what I was a little bit expecting from his 2012 song. But even from his other ones that he released in the past few years, this one kind of seemed a little bit subpar. Kind of felt a little bit repetitive. There was a formula that he was going onto with it, but I just kind of felt that it just felt a little bit repetitive and kind of be one noted a little bit too. But it's okay for it. It's pretty decent. There was a few tracks that I kind of felt a little bit excited for and having some interesting production choices for him and having some songs that kind of be a little bit catchy kind of works well with him on this one too but the overall project just kind of felt a little bit underwhelming and felt a little bit one-noted unfortunately next at number eight we got earthling by eddie vetter the pearl jam lead singer has released his newest solo album and having to pull in the same stuff that he did before like it was another pearl jam album but it's just eddie vetter as just the solo credited artist the songwriting is okay but it's just the same vocal tones that you see from any pearl jam song that eddie vetter would go on to and kind of have it to make it stand out to a Pearl Jam album. You really can't, unfortunately, because it sounds pretty much the same. Besides having some slow burning moments on this album. But the overall album itself just kind of felt the same album. It's pretty much just a Pearl Jam album, but it's just Eddie Vedder by himself. That's just the only downfall for this album for me. It just kind of felt like another uh, Pearl Jam album that it was just only eddie was doing pretty much to say the least which just seems a little bit disappointing next at number seven we got empira by ghost this is their latest album that they release and unfortunately as much as i love ghost and their stuff i just felt this one's a little bit underwhelming unfortunately for this one as much as i like their last album that they dropped before this project i was hoping they could do a little bit of a similar run that they did with that with this one but the overall consensus for this one i like the instrumentation i love the guitar riffs that they were going on to for this album here but ghost kind of 
maybe I'm not the only one thinking this, but they kind of phoned it in a little bit, unfortunately, for this album. There was good moments on this album, for sure, but the only downfall was just, like, it felt a little bit uh, phoned in on some songs for it, because it just kind of lyrically just felt like that for me, unfortunately. I love some of the stuff here. Despite having some up and down moments for this one, I just kind of felt it was okay, but I just kind of felt that there were some songs I would go back to. Hopefully, I can probably give it a second chance and listen to it to see if I missed anything or anything to it. But at this moment, it just felt a little bit mid to me, you know. Next up at number six is From a Bird's Eye View by Corday. This was the long-awaited second album that we got from Corday and having to be released sometime earlier in the year in January, kind of saying to be more introspective and reflective in a sense, which was what I got from most of the tracks on this album, but I just kind of felt that it was a little bit like phoned in again for him having to kind of be following up from the Lost Boy album that he dropped a few years before this one and having to kind of build up this hype for this album a little bit kind of saying oh this might be my best album I've done kind of was a little bit underwhelming to say the least but I guess you can say that Corday was a little bit aware of it by making a tweet of it saying like oh I listened to Bird's Eye View it wasn't my best but I'll do a little bit more improvement on the next album at least he was aware of it and I will be looking forward for that album to see if it can be up to par and kind of surpass the last album that he dropped which is bird's eye view with the new album that he's coming with hopefully he does i'm sure it will do fine though next up at number five we got mainstream sellout by machine gun kelly this is the second pop punk album from machine gun kelly and to say the least it was okay some of the production was a little bit sloppy at times but some of the lyrics can kind of be questionable and some of the subject matter but it kind of fits in with the similar uh, pop punk aesthetic and the new revivalism of the genre for it but having to kind of compare that to take us to my downfall take us to my downfall was very catchy and had some more catchier pop tunes a little bit unlike mainstream sellout it kind of seemed to be a little bit phoned in at times then the riffs are okay for some parts and trying to kind of put in some of the lyricism that he goes on to it can work well on certain songs on this album but some of them can kind of be written out a little bit too basic in a sense but seems pretty decent and having to kind of pull in a little bit of a follow-up from tickets to my downfall it's okay it's whatever nothing really too exciting nothing too crazy but there's some songs i'll probably go back to from it again then in number four we got it didn't know it was a butterfly by Lale. this is the second album i've listened to from a youtuber turned musician Lale hansen having a little bit of a hiatus after a year then officially coming back as a musician trying to be a little bit more on the emo folk type of sound a little bit kind of similar to like juice world and xxx and Papillon. there's some songs on his album that can kind of fit in that aesthetic for some parts and some can be very more pop-esque for some songs on this album and i was a little bit intrigued to see how she's gonna do it as an artist for it when i initially heard it but then coming into it it was nothing really too exciting but having to kind of experiment with it i'll give her credit on that to kind of push a little bit more on the ideas of different sounds that she was going on to for this album there were some songs that i kind of enjoyed from it but 
the overall project kind of felt a little bit underwhelming, but it's a debut album. There's probably some improvements that she can go on to from her next album from this project here. I was a little bit intrigued to see how it was, but it was okay to say the least. Next is The Tipping Point by Tears for Fears, having to be the newest album from a legendary duo in the 1980s, having to come in with a new album. Seems to be pretty solid, having a little bit of a returning moment, a little bit like Duran Duran did for their last album in 2021. It was a little bit okay, but then comparing that to this album here, Tipping Point was pretty decent to say the least, nothing really too exciting, kind of pulls in more introspective and or reflective moments for both of them and kind of pull in occasional 80s retro feels a little bit too for some songs but that's just the overall concept seemed to be kind of feeling a little bit of trying to be making a comeback and kind of going on to newer sounds a little bit too i enjoy the concept that they were going on to but it just kind of felt a little bit just shy from it for me to make it very exciting having to have more thematical acoustic slow burning ballads works well for them back in the day and then having to compare that with this it works well for varying degrees but to me it just kind of felt a little bit too short for having to have more slow burning ballads than the fast-paced 80s sounds that they were more catchier on to say the least but seems to be decent to say the least for it then at number two, we got So Far So Good by the Chainsmokers. The newest album from them kind of felt another underwhelming project and kind of following up from their last album. And if I'm going to be honest on this one, I kind of felt that it was going to be the same formula that they were going on to from their last project or their few projects that they have released so far. And I was proven right from it because it just kind of shows in the same skeletal formulaic type of formula it was going on to with the catchy pop drops a little bit too and having to kind of pull in some decent artists that are featured on some of the instrumentations are okay but again this one just kind of felt like more stuff you can listen to at like a shopping mall or anything like a neiman marcus or something you know that's all i'm feeling from it and in my opinion i think that it's just going to be the same copy and paste formula with whatever new album that the chain smokers are going to drop every time to say the least then finally at number one we got Viva Las Vengeance by Panic at the Disco. And we reached to the point where Panic at the Disco is no longer an actual band. That's just pretty much just a one-man band with Brandon Urie as the lead singer. With this and his last album that he dropped not that long ago, it still works with the pop-centric type of sound he was going on to. But having to just have him be a one-man band and having no one else, no guitars, no basses, no drummers, having to kind of be just himself on this one kind of felt underwhelming because of the writing as well too can kind of impact this experience for it because having to see what he's writing about and what he's talking about on this album kind of felt a little bit just one noted repetitive type of stuff trying to make it exciting as it is but not really to a degree if you look a little bit deeper into the song nothing really too exciting to me say the least that would conclude this episode of the top 10 mid albums of 2022 thank you guys so much